We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're, Vince, you muted yourself to start the show, man. I did. I <laughs> muted myself because I'm too loud and obnoxious over here right now. Because clearly, if you watch the pregame show, you know that we won this game because of what I wore today. Okay. Bottom line, end of discussion. And Stymie, I believe, uh, agrees with me. He says Vince needs to wear the white hoodie and hat every week. Yeah. So, I, And I told everybody that I have officially gone down the rabbit hole of fandom where I believe what I wear will affect the outcome of the game. Like, that is where... I was at this morning when I was getting dressed. And you're like that little kid. You remember that Roy Schneider movie where that little kid would sit at the Tigers games and go like this for his favorite <laughs> player, and then you hit a home run. Yeah. I mean, it uh, is what it is. Notre Dame got a big win today. What was it? 41 to 24. 41-24. And it was over the number 16 ranked yeah. Syracuse Orange. And honestly, it wasn't that close. I agree. That, can we that, can we get Clemson to be ranked 16 next yes. week? Is that possible? Well, because here's, here's what I said to Ryan Roberts when we're walking. I said, if I'm Jack Swarbick, I'm calling the AD at Clemson saying, Hey, can we switch? We'll come to your place next yes. week, and then you Seriously. come to South Bend next year because this Notre Dame team, for whatever reason, when they go on the road, uh, they play much better. And no this was a, a good Syracuse team, but as we said all week, their top-level talent's really good, but they just don't have the depth of Notre Dame. They were coached better uh, than Notre Dame has been this year, but it was about if Notre Dame's defense could play the way we know they're capable of and if the offense could step up, you know. And and look, they left a lot of points on oh, the field. Oh, yeah, no doubt. And still won 41-24 to over the number 16 team in the country, who led Syracuse – who led Clemson most of last week's game. So, you know, there will definitely be some things we'll talk about today that, hey, this has got to get better and that's got to improve. But, man, Vince, this was a this was the kind of win the thing for me – and, and I'm, there's one thing I want to discuss, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to – hopefully Sean Davis joins the show here in a little bit because if he does, I want him to discuss it. Uh, because it was a, a comment that he had made after the show. But this is a game where Notre Dame came out and said, we're better than you, we know it, and we're going to show you. Now, was it clean? Was it a clean game for 60 minutes? No. Uh, what Did they make a lot of mistakes and miss a lot of opportunities? Yes. But they did all that and still dominated the number 16 team in the country. Absolutely. So big, big, big win for Notre Dame. And as I joked in the, I think the only tweet I made during the game, Harry Heastan and Brian Mason – deserve huge pay raises for the job they've done all season really but especially today 
this was a, an entertaining performance, Vince, and every single phase of the game played a role. Like defense steps up early with a pick six, and then the defense, you know, gives up a touchdown going back. The offense kind of sputters for a while, but the defense makes some plays to kind of keep things down. Then the offense finally gets a chance late to, you know, get up to put it away. Can't do it. Defense makes a turnover or makes a stop on fourth down. Notre Dame goes down to scores. You come out, you're kind of sputtering in the second half, and then you let Syracuse get back in the game. It's 24-17, defense gives up a score, and the Notre Dame offense goes right down the field and punches yeah. it in the end zone and yeah. threw once. And it was just like, okay, all right, this is a grown man game today. This was a grown man game. And it was a game where this is who we thought Notre Dame was going to be in several ways. And, and mainly, they dominated in the trenches on both sides of the ball. I mean, they did. Flat out dominated yeah. on the trenches on both sides of the ball. So, Vince, I got to say, man, I, I just – overall, there's going to be things we're going to critique and criticize and all that. But, man, I um, I was very pleased, very pleased with just the the much of the game and the overall just dominating nature of it physically. I mean, this was a physical game, and we'll get into each kind of part of the game and who played well and all those type of things. But, you know, Vince, you come away from this game saying they went on the road and they showed for 60 minutes that we are better than you, we know we're better than you, and we're going to play like we're better than you. Certainly a much, much needed um, sort of confidence boost game heading into next week when Clemson comes to town. There's no doubt about it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. 
Well, and, and, you know, you talk about we're better than you, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, it was tone setting right off the bat, obviously, with the Joseph interception for a touchdown. I mean, that's how you start a game. That's how you get your team, you know, fired up. You get them into a good place. You're seven to nothing, and the offense hasn't even stepped foot on the field. I mean, that's that was that was awesome. I mean, I, I, I was fired up after that. Because, I mean, look, with this team, you don't know who you're going to get from game mm-hmm. to game to game even though, you know, my prediction for this game was a dominant Notre Dame win. And the first sentence in my explanation was, it's a away game. Like, it's on the road. I think Notre Dame's going to win big. And they did. But the defense played really, really well. They got the turnovers when they needed them. Yeah, they had like seven or eight bad plays, Vince. That's it. Right. And uh, They weren't perfect by any stretch of the imagination. And, And I thought they went soft a little bit too early in the game, yep. you know, that kind of stuff. And, and we can talk about that. I'm sure we will. But, I mean, I loved yep. the game plan defensively in the first yes. half. I mean, just the, – Vince, there's the, stuff to nitpick against, right? There's stuff course. to nitpick against. Of course. Right. But I, but I love that. I, I love yes. that because they they turned their uh, Syracuse's starting quarterback into a non-factor. I mean, he was a non-factor in that game. Yeah. I think he had 35 – passing yards in the first quarter you know what I mean I mean he was an absolute non-factor yeah and yes did they struggle once the backup came in sure but they didn't game plan for that guy you know and they changed the and they changed their game plan a little bit they went away from what was working early right they were trying to play kind of off I mean and that's a four-star kid that was originally signed with Florida right I mean it's a kid that has some ability they took point here's the big thing though Vince for me and we'll get to the specifics of the defenses I thought they took away all the things that make Syracuse good, right? Like they neutralized all the things on both sides of the game, the field that made it good. But, Sean, I was holding off on a topic of conversation I wanted to talk about. So, you know, the things that we had discussed was, you know, obviously the offensive line and defensive line and special teams came to play. That's a big takeaway from the game. But there's one other takeaway from this game that I felt that I saw that I thought you perfectly stated in a tweet right after the game. Yeah, or maybe I, it's late in the game. I thought that was, I felt like this was this is a game, Sean. Explain yo, what, say what you tweeted, then and kind of what you saw. This is the game, Irish fans, that you saw your head coach take more control of his program. Absolutely, you saw it evident today on mm-hmm. the field. We I'm, uh, during our conversations during the week, we kind of got a hit behind the scenes that it was taking place, but we saw the evidence on the field today. And I saw three separate occasions. You guys, Brian, you were there, so you might have saw some other stuff. I saw three separate occasions on TV where I said that he's taking accountability. Yeah. Like, this is on me. You love to see that. You well, love to see it. Sean, can you say what those three were? Because I'm curious well, what you saw on TV is what I – you know, so I don't want to double up something you saw. I forget which drive it was in the first half. They got down in the red zone. They went side to five. And a play call comes in. They're about to send in a different personnel. And you see they were in tempo, up-tempo. And you see Marcus wave the personnel yes. back. And he says, no, keep it going. Yeah. Keep it going. It's like, no, I don't know. We're not changing. Yeah. Keep it going. Yeah. That was the first time. Uh, the second time for me was uh, the way he reacted to the the refs giving Syracuse an opportunity to match up when they Notre Dame didn't switch personnel. Right. And he's like, "We, what are you doing? Yeah. We didn't switch. Like, no, why are you giving them an opportunity to get off the field? I thought he was seizing control in that moment. And then yeah. the last moment was in the fourth, fourth quarter 
Well, I didn't know Tommy had come down to the field, but Tommy mm -hmm. had come down out of the booth, and you could see Marcus looking down and, and yelling something. And as soon as he gets through yelling, Angeli comes in the game, yep. and here comes Drew Pine off the field. And I'm, I'm thinking, like, he's probably like, dude, get him out of the game. He's probably banged up from that sack he took. Right. Like, get him out of the game. And, and you need Steve Angeli to get some work. Absolutely. I mean, just even if it's a handoff, he needs to hear the crowd and do all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, and Sean, I mean, the whole, I mean, there's this notion that goes around like, you know, Coach Freeman's not emotional enough during games because they NBC only shows him in like stoic phase, right? Yeah. I've been oh, at every yeah. game except the yeah. Las Vegas game, Vince. You've been at every home game. Trust me, Marcus Freeman is not stoic on the sidelines. No, however, not at all. However, this was his most engaged game, Sean. He was yeah. constantly getting on the refs. Which is something as a, a coordinator, because you got to understand as a as a coordinator, you're constantly told by your point. head coach, "Don't talk yeah. to the refs." Yep. Right. Don't talk. That's my job as a head coach, and it's right. it can take a while to kind of deprogram. And, and he's Absolutely. done it a little bit more lately, but we saw that again today. I thought he talked them into finally calling a holding on that that late drive by Syracuse. Yeah. I thought he kind of finally talked them into a holding because they were getting held all game long, which is impressive when you consider how dominant they were. That that they were getting held nonstop. I mean, they yeah. could have called four holds against right against them hold against Riley Mills in this game. Easily, you know. So, so you just saw you and you saw this team take a little bit of the personality that he's been saying they wanted to be, and and that's the thing for me, guys, is because from start, to, I mean, they they weren't like emotional pregame, but unlike last week, Vince and well, actually, you weren't at last week's game, but Sean and the Stars and I talked. This at last week's game, there just was like no energy, no nothing. And before this game, you could just see them kind of like, I mean, you could just see they were walking around like they had a little like a little chip on your shoulder. You know what I mean? Like they weren't like rah rah and dancing around, but you could just see as they were going through drills that like there was something there. And then they came out from jump and just physically beat Syracuse up. And I mean, guys, the second half of the game, Syracuse knew what was coming every single play, and didn't matter. I mean, it didn't it, matter. It really didn't. I mean, if I mean, it wasn't for just missed opportunities yeah. in the throwing game, it just it yeah. didn't matter. And and you know, again, there's stuff that we'll critique when we do the upon further review, either tomorrow night or Monday. We'll we'll kind of see how it goes. Uh, just depends on who's going to do the show. There's going to be stuff we're going to critique and pick apart, and there's stuff we're going to talk about today, but. This was the first glimpse we've seen of this team being who we thought they could be. Yes. Uh, it, really in all phases, you know, because even like this in the North Carolina game were, were, are close. Like that, that's who – this is who we expected Notre Dame to be. Yeah. And honestly, guys, they should have scored 60 in this game. I mean, there's still a lot to improve on. They left a lot of points on the board, man, a lot of points on the board. Sure. And, you know, yeah. I was kind of joking with somebody. I was like, you know – You've got, I mean, O-line dominated, running backs were brilliant, defense had great, except for five or six plays, special teams was continues to be amazing. You know they're going to try to block the punt, and they still can't stop it. You know, you just, I thought the, I thought, well, let's get into it, fellas. Let's, let's talk offense. Yeah. I think that's where I want to start. Well, can, uh, I, can I make a point about Marcus Freeman before we yeah, move on course, to offense? Buddy. Yeah, so. There was a period in the game, and again, we're watching in the TV copy, obviously. There was a period in the game for a kind of an extended period. He he took his headset off. He wasn't talking to the coaches. Like, his game plan at that point was to get in the ref's ear, yeah. coach the guys up verbally, 
he didn't have his headset on for a good amount of time. And you talk about kind of taking that next step. You don't really do that as a coordinator. You do that as a head coach. And I think it's just another step in the maturation process of Marcus Freeman as a head coach. And it's what Sean was referring to. There's some things that, that he and I have talked about this week that I've heard some things that he's heard from our different sources that, you know, the coach Freeman is very aware of the issues on this team and is starting to, with what he can do in season is starting to address it. And I think you saw that today. This was like, they outplayed North Carolina, but the reason I think this game is different because against North Carolina, they just had better players against this game. They had better players. This game was honestly felt. This was game was a game where Notre Dame's dudes are just way better than Syracuse's dudes. And in a lot of ways, but the difference was this team play with even more attitude than the last, the last one. Yeah. Like, I actually think the North Carolina game plan on offense was even was way better than this one. Way better. And we'll get in. There's some things I liked about the game plan, but the North Carolina game plan was better. But yeah. this game was you you had Tobias Merriweather playing. You had Deion Colsey playing. They were playing together. You yeah. Know, you, yeah. Your running backs are healthy. Your tight ends are, you know, getting back to being healthy. You know, your offensive line is, is just, I mean, this is just, dude, we're way better than you. And there's nothing you can do about it. And, and the men, the mentality that Coach Freeman has talked about wanting to be a team that plays with a chip on an edge, a, a, a confidence of we know who we are, and you're about to feel that. And so we saw that today. And so all the game plan stuff we'll get into, that of right course. there, fellas, Vince, to your point, what Sean is yeah. saying, that right there is why this game was a resounding 41-24 win, even – though there's a lot of the sloppiness we've seen from past games was still there. Oh, absolutely. I mean, offensive missed opportunities, you know, not turning the ball over on a couple times you had chances, you know, giving up dumb plays on defense. And, you know, a lot of that stuff was still there, fellas. I mean, the passing game today was brutal, right? Uh, It wasn't any better than it was worse than it was against Stanford. Yeah. The defensive game plan was good. We'll talk about it. But, like, there were still miscues. But the reason this was a dominant win is because this team played with a confidence, a fire, a physicality that we really haven't seen all year against a team. And here's what I love. This is what we – this is kind of what we thought Notre Dame should be, and we're finally seeing it. And, and Sean, this is what you you and I had a, did a show during the uh, UNLV week where we said this is an opportunity, Marcus Freeman, to finally put his stamp on this program, yes. right? You let your coaches coach. You did all For this sure. kind of stuff. You tried to be the coach's coach, right? People say he's a player's coach. No, 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 no. He's a coach's coach, right? But yeah. this is your butt on the line. This team has played differently. A little bit last week. Last week was more about just your dudes are better than their dudes. But this week, yeah. we saw it. We saw it. And it didn't matter. Bad officiating. They gave them a touchdown. There shouldn't have been a touchdown. The face mask that wasn't a face mask. The not right. calling hold. None of that mattered. None of that mattered. It no excuse. Yeah. Don't keep this game close enough where that can matter, right. like it did exactly. against Stanford. Yeah. And exactly. that's what we saw. It was it was impressive. Yeah. It yeah. was impressive. Yeah. Like you said, offensively, there are some things that we could sit and say, "Look, it is." And we will. I think, I think as a fan base, as a fan base, this we we now know. Who Notre Dame is. Yeah. I feel like. Is this Notre Dame team good enough to beat Clemson? We'll see. But we know who they are. They're tough. They want to compete and win the trenches, run the ball, and try to take advantage of certain things in the passing game. 
Like if we're sitting here waiting for the, the stuff pass, there, it's yeah, there, oh, dude. Vince, it's there. <laughs> Vince, Man. look, remember, I'll say this: I understand now because I've been critical. You guys have been critical of the wide receivers. I put myself or attempt to put myself in their shoes. I would be frustrated. Absolutely. If I was a Notre Dame wide receiver, I'm just going to be honest. I would be frustrated for multiple reasons. Multiple reasons. Yeah. They had 62 yards today. Right. And shout out, man. It was good to see Deion Cozy get in three. Absolutely. Four. Had a big catch on the third down in the second half. It's good to see him getting some tick. But let me tell you something, man. Tommy was so mad. Because we can talk about play calling. The screen play, the screen of Lorenzo was perfect. It's a great call. Great call. Great touchdown. call in that moment. It was a touchdown. A great call. You have to make that throw. You have you have to make that throw. And yeah. that's why Tom, they showed Tommy once again on the phone. And I get they should stop doing that. Stop showing Tommy talking to him. Right. Hey, stop I'm so doing that. I, like, I agree with that completely. You did it the first time, fine. It's Get over it. Like he's getting coached up. Every quarterback gets coached up during a game. Right. But yeah, you you know there are plays that are going to be left on the field because the position is not as consistent as you will want it to be. And that's just we're going to leave points on the field. Let's Off. let's let's talk about the offense overall. I want to talk about some of the good things I like today, fellas. Yeah, I thought early on, I liked the game plan. For the most part, I did. I thought they did a great job of mixing up personnel. We saw 11 personnel. We saw 12 personnel, 13 personnel, 20, 22. They started the game 22 personnel with Audrick Estime yeah. fullback. Well, and you, twice. if you watch the game broadcast, they were in 14 personnel with Jaden Thomas, which okay. my Don't even God. get me started on Greg He McElroy. said the, the words. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah, he said the words. They're in 14 personnel. And I'm like, yeah. dude, do some yeah. research. It's Greg McElroy. He went to Alabama. What do you expect? <laughs> okay. Um, but they went started off in 13 personnel. And gave or 22 personnel gave the ball to Audric Estime. Great run. So, Absolutely. is Audric Estime also a, full, a tight end? Because that's <laughs> the only be. other way. I'm just thinking about that. That's the only way it could be 14 personnel is if you count Audric Estime as a tight end. Right. right. Otherwise, it's 23 that's, personnel. Like, he's not even right. If he, if Jaden Thomas was a tight end, he's still not right, dude. Anyway, um, but you know, you start off, and, and I thought that that was that to me was symbolic of what was about to happen because you got a kid that got benched a week ago. Because he, he fumbled for the second straight game. And your game plan was to come out and give him the ball the first two plays of the game. I thought that was smart. I thought it gave Syracuse a little something to think about. It was a couple quick hitters, and it set a tone. We are going to run the ball down your throat all game. Yeah. And, of course, you know, obviously the drive doesn't go how it should have gone. It doesn't finish the way it should have finished. But it set a, a tone. And I think that's the thing for me, fellas, that I, that I liked. We saw him mixing up personnel. We saw Dion and Tobias on the field together. Uh, we saw them mixing up the backs a little bit. I so there's still things that bothered me. Like, why is Matt Salerno your all-time third down guy? Like, why is he one of your third down weapons constantly? You know, why is Chris Tyree still your A-back power runner? You know what I mean? <laughs> but you know, I thought they used Logan Diggs on more zones in the first half, and I thought that helped him. I mean, the run he had, that 16-yard run, was an inside zone play, and the defensive end crosses Joe Alt's face, so Joe seals him inside. And and because you don't bounce inside zone very often, it's a right. it's a vertical cutback play. Well, he bounced right. it. He yeah. starts going outside the line. He sees the linebacker kind of over going up top, and he plants and cuts it vertically, sharp vertically, and gets upfield. You know, guys, there were so many times the box was out. They were still outnumbered in the box. But what this game was is like 
you can talk about game plan and play calling and, and, and it was a good game plan. It was just, I think we're kind of excited about it because it was so much better than the mess we've seen in recent games, you know, but it, it, it was, it was good play calling. I like the versatility of the personnel. That was all good, but this game really fellas. I mean, we can't talk about a lot else other than, we said before the year, we didn't know when it was going to happen, but we felt that at some point in time this year, this offensive line would be one of the nation's best. And they've been slowly working to that Absolutely. point. And today they showed like, and we also said before the yeah. season, and if the running backs stay healthy, this will be one of the five best backfields in college football. And yeah. both of those units today flat out look like it. I mean, yeah. the offensive line, they were bullying. There was one play where Zeke Carell got beat off the ball by that nose guard, and he kind of knocked guy. him back. Yeah. And they Zeke, like talking about Zeke, him anchored and then drove them back i don't know if you guys could see it from the tv but you know we were oh. we had a great and we we're really low yeah. and you could see like he gets rocked back and i'm thinking oh he's about to get blown up run into the ball and zeke anchors and stops the movement immediately and then starts getting a push you know how hard sean you 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 played line in, in high school right you know how yeah. hard it is to get knocked back as alignment and then push forward that quickly i thought That's josh love had anchor. Yes. Anchor and recover. And then push. Yeah. Yes. Very impressive. I thought yeah. Josh Lug had the best game of his career and, and the tackles played well. But just as a unit, fellas, this was as good of a performance you're going to see. And I just was kind of like the petty side of me yeah. wants to be like, raise your hand if you were one of those people to begin the year after two games. It was like, Harry, he stands done and this is he's overrated if you were one of those people raise your hand because you need to you know you need to own that right and, uh but the job they're doing right now because guys the thing is you see it syracuse knew what was coming yeah they knew what was coming they had numbers the whole game and there was nothing they could do about it and you know we don't see a lot of the big runs because again you're outnumbered constantly but they just bull i mean there was what three runs where he got hit him or estimator digs got hit at like three yards and they just move for not like move forward three four more yards move forward like 10 yards yeah, yeah. it was like you gotta be you gotta be kidding me look so man it was that was the back line you gotta put them together line. right sean you gotta put those two units together because Absolutely. they played great together today. yo it had to be beautiful to watch live though oh man because well, can i can i say something to you sean yeah. so syracuse is is it's a basketball dome it's really low so we're like right behind the first row, like the first lower deck of seats. Yeah. And it's a basketball arena. So it's not, I mean, so we're like right there. Like I can hear the quarterback talking. We're like really close. So to your point, this was the perfect place to watch this kind of game for Notre Dame. Yeah. Thank you. Let me, thank you for letting me explain that. Cause you are absolutely right. This was, And it's an open, it's an open press box. Oh, interesting. well, of course, cause it's indoors. It makes it's sense. Indoors and basketball yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. That makes sense. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. You know, it, it, the, the whole offensive game plan starts with the front and the backs. Yeah. There's no doubt about yeah. it. And to Sean's point earlier about the wide receivers being frustrated, I get it, man. Like, they – I thought the wide receivers, when they had opportunities, they made plays. I, I was happy with the way the wide receivers played. I'm a little surprised Brayden Lindsay didn't play very much. I don't know if there's something behind yeah. that. but There has it, to be. There has to be, right? I that mean, he's playing special teams. A, that – or you should be fired for having Matt Salerno on the field on third down right. instead of Braden Lindsay. Right. Something had, I mean, Braden Lindsay was playing special teams, but he wasn't playing offense, which was right. he really wasn't hurt to me. He wasn't hurt. Yeah. Very strange to me. Yeah. Uh, but I thought 
outside of Matt Salerno. And I will also say this, the throw that went to Matt Salerno over the middle, I believe he was open and the throw was late. No, he was not. Okay. I no. see so you were there in person. So somebody on the board said that he was open, blah, blah, no. blah. So, okay. No, he wasn't open. He doesn't need to be in there at that point. I don't care if you play Matt Salerno, but he does not need to be in there on third down. There are places Every, to put him time. in. You know he said I mean? Freeman said after the game he was sick. He didn't look sick to me running down on punt team. Yeah. Did you see the, did you see no. the stop, the, the, the tackle he made on yes. that one? Uh, made, punt absolutely. Yeah. Yes, yeah. absolutely. So yes. he could do that. He could do that, but he can't He can't run on yeah. third. He can't run third, a third down crossing under Seamra. Right. Tobias was open on the post route for a touchdown. So he just threw saying? through it late. Yeah, it exactly. Late. Yeah. When yeah. they, they showed the replay of just Tobias on the screen and there wasn't an orange shirt yeah. in the neighborhood mm-hmm. for quite some yeah. time. If he throws that when he's stemming, it's a touchdown. It's like, and, and that was kind of one of my frustrations is, look, you know, they know what's coming. They were daring you to throw it deep. Yes. And there was another play. And this is where you kind of the criticisms, right? The criticism of the game yeah. is the sloppiness, right? You get back to back false starts. You can't have stuff like that. You know, you get right. a big pick and you're offside. You can't have stuff like that. But like right. on the, the the false start by Joe Schmidt or Joe Alt, Joe Schmidt, Joe Alt, they had Tobias in at the number two. They were in a three by one with a tight end attached and a three over the top. And they had Tobias as the number two. And he ran just like a little kind of a skinny post. And he was he was smoke. He was about to smoke that dude. Like you saw him beat the guy out of the break. And that's where Drew and, wanted to go. The, the guy like didn't he was, hear the guy didn't hear the whistle. The kid was playing. Yeah. I mean, right, he smoked him, and and you said that's where Drew was looking, and then they blew the whistle dead. It was um because it was fine was yeah. climbing the pocket to make. That oh, he throw. was he was staring down right. Tobias on that. Oh play. yeah, he was no staring doubt down. about that. I mean, and he should have because it was cover zero. I mean, that's one of those yeah. ones where you know cover zero. I don't need you to get tricky. I need you to lock on who you're going to get the ball <laughs> to, and when he gets out of his break, you let her rip because you don't need yeah. to move anybody, right? No. I mean, that's the point. No. You don't need to move anybody with right. your eyes if it's cover right. zero and there's no safety. Dude, yeah. I don't care. Throw it yeah. to him. Yeah. Now he did make one great throw in this game. That that late half throw to to uh to Michael Mayer, because they were getting ready going to halftime up the 37 yard and Syracuse yeah. made that. Did, if I'm, I'm I got my I gotta grab my notes. Well, I think Syracuse, yeah, boys, Syracuse decided to the left a little yes. bit. Yeah. Up. yeah, yeah. What I didn't good. understand is why didn't Syracuse go for it on fourth down there? Yes, to give the yeah. ball. And we're still like yeah. a minute something left, and you're near midfield. Yeah. I was like, I don't know if that's like because here's the thing. Here's why that was a bad call by Coach Babers. You were lucky to only be down 14-7 at that point in time. Mm-hmm. Because Absolutely. they Notre Dame was out. No, it should have been. I actually, because you know, we I, I had a story written, and 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 at the bottom of my first half analysis, I said, you know, Notre Dame's only up 14-7 because there was like a minute some left, and I thought they were gonna punt, and I had no confidence the offense was gonna go 90 yards down the field and score. And you know, you always change it as it goes. I said this game should be 24 to 7 right now, but it's only yeah. 14 to 7. And then Dino, Coach Babers goes for on fourth down. They don't get it. And I'm like, that, you know, this is Notre Dame's chance. And then Drew, I mean, as bad as he was, they needed that drive. They oh, yeah. needed that drive big time because it was it's 14 7 is a whole lot different than than 21 7, right? And that throw to Mayer, I mean, I still don't understand why you're single covering him ever. Ever. Like ever there should never be a situation where where you where you single cover him like just you know if you're gonna get beat by somebody else then get beat by somebody else it just it made no sense but that was a great ball great ball if he underthrows him just a skosh that ball gets broken yeah. up it's a great that ball. Was his, so that was his he best struggle by far he struggled but it, that was a big throw that you can't take away I mean you can't yeah. take that away but I thought the receivers were getting open Sean I mean you didn't see it a lot I mean they could have run they could have they could have taken comebacks all day 
And they did all it early day. to Dion. They did it late to Dion. It was all, it was there all day, all yes. day. And then you could have done a you know hit one more and then pump and go. You know it was there, but um, it was it was interesting when you finally kind of get some of your best players into the game. All of a sudden you're like, wow, they Notre Dame does have some players. Yeah. You know, so you think? Yeah, I thought overall, Vince, you talked about this in when we were in a text thread during the game. I was I was pleased with the game plan, right? Mm -hmm. This was a game plan, and I know some some fans were on Twitter, you know, kind of upset about a couple of things. But this is a game, and I think I think McElroy pointed this out, Vince. You know how tough it is, dude. That Clemson Notre Dame back to back weeks—that's some typical football, yo. That's you talk about a team being worn out, they they better get it ready, get ready for next week as well, because they have physically been drained for two weeks. Yeah. And to emotionally get back up to take on that type of physical team in front of you, that's tough. That was tough to ask. That's why I was totally happy with the game plan that Tommy had. Like just pound these dudes. Yeah. Tommy tried, I I told. I'd said during the week that the biggest thing for me would be would Tommy resist the urge to get tricky. Yeah. And a couple of times in the third quarter, he he almost got away from it a little bit. Oh, yeah. Quick. But for the most part, the game plan was perfect. Like, look, they had a physical game last week. Just pound them. Mm-hmm. Keep pounding them. Zone. Some gaps. But I love the way – we talked. I talked about this, and Vince. We talked about how yeah. impressed we were with the feet of Aldrich Estimate. Yes, no he was running ball. with such better balance today. He wasn't oh. getting ahead of himself. He because like here's the thing: that long run he had at the end of the game to put it away, like really put yeah. it away. Yeah. That that run two weeks ago, he bounces and falls down. Yeah, because he was he had such he got so far ahead of his pads, right? Yeah. That he could. I keep hitting this chair with my feet. I keep putting. <laughs> He's putting me down. Sorry. Um, <laughs> boop, boop, boop. Brian is literally getting out. shorter. Um, as the show I know, goes right? On. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, Logan Diggs was his. Dis- tell you what, the backs guys, the combination of patience and decisiveness was really brilliant. Mm-hmm. And they all ran with great balance. I mean, yeah. it, Diggs and Austin Estime especially ran with great balance. And again, into loaded boxes. Mm hmm. I mean, it just was like they knew it was coming, and there's nothing they could do about it. You're like, that's a Harry Heastan. And this is what I'm saying. That's why you hired Harry Heastan. That right there. That's why you hire Harry Heastan, because that's what you hire him to do, because you know you're going to get into games like this where it's just like we're just going to – you know, a lot of stuff isn't going well. Drew's having a rough game. He's not able to hit certain throws, all these other type of things. But at the end of the day, just just run behind them big boys, man. Just get behind them big boys and let them go. Let them eat. Yeah. Let them eat. Well, and and the other other thing I will say, and look, we're not going to argue the fact that Drew Pine struggled. I mean, I'm not going to argue that fact. They only turned the ball over, what, one time offensively? Well, yeah, they were lucky to only do it one time. If that, if that, if that, on that sack, if that guy doesn't pin the ball into Drew's chest, he he fumbles that ball. I get that. But they only turned the ball over one time at the end of the day. And this was a team that has a, ton of forced turnovers yeah 
And so that's a ball. I mean, that's a plus coming yeah. out of this game. In my There's opinion. a couple missed turnover opportunities by Syracuse, if, if I'm going to be honest, but they didn't get them right. That's I mean, fine. That's, that's that, and, and Notre Dame turned them over, which right. they and haven't you, done all year. See, they were ripping at Audric early. They, oh, they, were, they, were. they saw the film and he, yeah. he was like, Nope. Mm-mm. Yeah. Not, he yeah. was not <laughs> two hands on the ball. That's, most of the time. Dude, I'm not got, fumbling the ball today, man. No, <laughs> new, new, new. So, yeah. I mean, that, so just, those just were two bonuses note, for me, for sure. Just a quick note. Yeah. Um, for all the people that that tried to say that the that that this wasn't going to be an upgrade on the offensive line coach, last <laughs> year in 13 games, their name rushed for over 200 yards three times. Three times last year, an entire season, did they rush for over 300 uh, 200 yards against North Carolina, Virginia, and Georgia Tech. They have run for over 200 yards, and actually, they've run for over 220 yards in four of the last five games. So against teams that know they're going to run the football, right? Isn't that what I always say? Like, you you know you're bad when you can line sure. up and say, everybody knows what's happening right now. And there's yes. nothing you can do about it. Everybody in the yeah, stadium you know? knew that Notre Dame was yeah. going to run the ball. Yeah. yeah. Everybody. And they yeah. should have. And they yeah. did. And they were successful at it. <laughs> they couldn't stop it. I mean, And they yeah. really couldn't stop it. I'll yeah, say really this. With everything that that offensive line threw at Syracuse, that Darden kid is a tough son of a gun. Yeah. Boy. He, he got worked today. He got work, but he's a tough. He wasn't. He, he was fighting. He was competing. He was getting his butt kicked. Yeah. For the game, and did you see at the end of the game, they got down to the two yard line and in, in the victory formation, and they take the knee, and he's just running his mouth. He's just chirping, man. And, and Audrick looks at him and says, "You're too small, dude." <laughs> did he really? Did he you do that? Go back and look at it. Audrick turns to him like, "You're too small, dude." You're too small. <laughs> I'm laughing. I was like, "That's the best." That's the. Oh, I love best. it. That was awesome. I love it. Hey, when you're when you're that size and you can still make plays, dude, talk all you want, man, yeah. because you're no. backing it up. No, I, not, I, I had well, no I don't think he did, I don't think he did back it up today. I thought they I thought they worked him all game long. He battled. He's his backed butt it up in it. his I mean, career, is what I'm sure. saying. Because he didn't back a, it up today. He should have kept on, that trap. He should have kept that trap shut today, though. He should have kept that trap shut today, especially in the fourth quarter. Hey, man, I like it. See that four and that one? That's on our side. Right. right, you see that I two like and that four. That's on your side. You know, you knew what was coming, and we you still couldn't beat us. But it, that's not his fault. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, that's it was. They ran right at him. That show, Vince, they ran a gap runs the entire game. What was he defending? I, well, the there's more. There's ten other guys that need to try to tackle estimate too, not just him. <laughs> I'm saying. I mean, I'm saying, he made I mean, a couple I get, plays. I get like the walk on love you got. You know, he like made a you know, couple plays. Guy and all that you're feeling right now, but that yeah. dude got worked. Okay, that dude got worked. Um, oh. but it was uh. Uh, offensively, you know, Sean, I think the game plan was good from the standpoint of, of you almost kind of took a do no harm approach, which is still disappointing. It shouldn't be that way, but this is kind of what it is because you didn't recruit or develop your quarterbacks well enough to be better. And I just, I don't like, where'd the kid go that was against BYU and in North Carolina, where'd that kid go? His confidence is just shot. Like there were so many open opportunities there today, guys. And he just, he just, like the interception. Yeah, I mean, oh, they had two screen calls today that would have gone yep. if yes. he just doesn't throw them at their feet and just, you know, just stuff like that. And it's just like, you know, I don't know what's going on, but it's like it's just kind of in your head. And um, uh, Ryan Roberts just texted me, said the nose guard is Vince's spirit animal. So, <laughs> yes, very, very true. Very true. Uh, you know, but like the, the, the inner like the interception was like he just he just locked in on Michael Mayer again, right? And it was just like, this yeah. is where I'm going with the ball. And Well, if it's it a good just, throw, it's a 
it's a completion. Maybe, but the safety was close. The only way he could have got that there, Vince, is to get it over enough. The safety that was bracketing deep would have had probably had time to close on it, right? So from where I was sitting, it, it, I don't think there would have been a way to fit that in there. But the point is, is when you stare at it, though, you give that Ooh. defense a chance to make a play on it. But I thought they did what they needed to do, and and Tommy was just like, look, we got these big boys up front. And we got this tight end, and we got these backs, and we're just gonna we're just gonna run it down your throat. Yes, for next week they're gonna have to get better throwing the football. They I don't think yeah, they could beat no Clemson kidding. not throwing the football. But they're for today, to, yeah. But right. for today, today you know, I was yelling at the yeah. TV to run the football. Right. That, yeah. that is the first well, time that the thing I've done is, that. Like, there were year. times when you're like, okay, why are you throwing there? Like right. you need yes. to throw it, but why yes. are you throwing there? Hey, you know, right. and like what was the second half? They came out. And it was the first drive of the second half. Uh, Notre Dame offense kind of goes down, and you get to second eight, and and you throw the you throw the you call the post route to Tobias. I I had no problem with that. I mean, you're going for six there. I, sure. I, I didn't have a problem with that. You know, but then there's other times where it's like you come out and you're like, wait a minute, why why what was the first half? There's one where like they try to throw it to Styles early, and you're like, why are you calling that play? I thought it might have been an RPO, but it wasn't. It just was like kind of a you know just a bad call. But they're just, yeah, it was the four series. They come out and they just ran like – they go 13 personnel and try to run a play-action quick throw out to Styles and it was, or Jaden Thomas maybe. I forget who it was. And you're just like, why are you doing that? And then you go to third – you get to second and 10. So then you run for a, a counter play for five yards to estimate. And then you get to third and five. And you try to throw a seam route to, to, to Matt Salerno. Matt Salerno. just like, yeah. you know, what, 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 are you, what are you doing here, man? Like, yeah. It's like that was a weird series, but you know, other than that, it was it was just man, now like duo, inside zone, inside zone, duo, quick pass to mayor. That catch he made on third and six, did it how'd that look on TV? He was literally on his knees when he caught the ball. Yes, he fell My down. He he tripped. Tripped. Yeah. He, and he, he still down. caught the sneaking yeah. ball. Well, and yeah. here's the other thing. I don't know that he catches that ball if he doesn't fall over because it was thrown at his shins. <laughs> and he still and he caught the ball because he was on the ground. No, no, that's great anticipation. <laughs> yeah. I knew he was gonna fall, and <laughs> he's like, he's gonna slip. His 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 outside foot on the plant got a little out from underneath him. I think he's gonna go to his knees. Let me throw the ball. Yes, uh, you know, but so it, duo duo wedge duo inside zone touchdown. Look, like, here, they had so many. It just grown like this is the this is the first touchdown they had, Vince. It, again, now screen. A duo, inside zone, inside zone, duo, quick pass to Mayer, duo, duo. That was the third and one wedge to Audric. Uh, dive to Audric, a three-yard run, touchdown. And then, you know, I mean, like it, you just knew it was coming. Second half when they've got to put that game away. Th- this is literally what they ran on that touchdown drive, the, la- the put it away. Uh, it was – no, it was the one before they – it was the, the one where estimated the 13-yard touchdown run. It was after, after they had gone down and – the game was like getting a lot closer and you go inside zone to Tyree duo to Tyree third and one Tyree goes duo right up their gut for first down. Then duo duo. You ran a comeback to, to Colsey for, for uh, then you go pass interference duo. And it just was like, you knew what was coming. Like it just was like, bam, bam, bam. And there was nothing they could do about it. There was nothing they could do about it. And look, it's it, easy to look good as a play caller when it doesn't matter if the defense knows what you're doing, your dudes are just going to dominate them. That makes you look a lot better as a play caller. You know this, what I mean? This is how big the call sheet should have been. About a three-by-five yeah. card with like 10 plays 
and you go to the first five consistently. Those other ten, those yeah. other five are just kind of for fun. Like that's how big the play sheet should have been today. And that's no, I, how, I get what you're saying. I you know mean, what I mean? I, I, I'm I get what you're saying. I get the point you're making. Hyperbolic, yeah. obviously, yeah. but no, you. They ran duo a bunch. They ran zone a bunch. That's what they've been doing in the past too. And now they're doing it, and it's working because that is the game plan against Syracuse. And right. yeah. watching them play Clemson last week, that is the game plan. And so going into this, I was like, well, if they keep the same game plan, they're going to be in great shape. And they were. And you're right, Sean. There were a couple of times where I was like, oh, he's trying to be too smart. He's trying to get a little bit too cute, you know, throwing it on first down. And like some of the things that he was doing. But then at the end of the day, there were throws that were missed, too. So it's like I had no problem with them just running the crap out of the ball today. Uh, Just and, and it was good because they leaned on the offensive line and the offensive line responded, period. And if you have any prayer beating Clemson, the offensive line is going to need to show up again the way they did today. Absolutely, 100%. Yeah. Now, Drew's going to have to play better. But again, for today, you know, it was it was impressive. Let's talk about let's talk about anything else you guys want to mention about the offense. I mean, it was again, it was nice to see the skill out there. I mean, you started to see the big boys out there. And I'm going to say something right now being there. Syracuse, when they I, I hope this is something we see more of Syracuse panicked. When they went came out that one series went 21 personnel with Dion, Tobias, Tyree in the game. And there's it, like Syracuse didn't know what to do. I mean, mm-hmm. they panicked because they're like got these and giants outside, and then yeah. you know what I mean? That's a I was great like, I, I want to see personnel more of that. move right yes. there. Let me tell you yes. that. I do want to bring up I saw this this uh comment that was made, and I do want to bring it up just from a offensive game plan situation. Cheyenne Phillips says Josh Lug tips the snap count with his hand gesture each snap. I picked up on it. I'm sure Cuse did too in the second half. He wasn't tipping the count. He was making the snap count. Right. Because, right. I mean, that's how they decided to do it in the dome with all the noise. <laughs> right. He was telling the center to snap the ball. That wasn't tipping right. the snap. He was right. the snap. So right. that because he was able to yeah. look back and, and, see and that. apparently Cuse didn't figure it out because they no, still they, exactly. they ran for more yards in the second half than they ran in the first half. I mean, so clearly look, they didn't figure it out. That was how they decided to snap the ball. They weren't doing the clap thing. They weren't doing the leg up thing. They were do, they were doing Josh Lug. This is when we snap the ball. So I just wanted yeah. to throw that out there. I want to say this. Before this. Go ahead, Remember last week we talked about. I think me, you and I just spoke about it on the phone, and I said Notre Dame needs to start developing a healthy disrespect for teams that they know they're better than. Yes. Sure. And I think you saw that today. Even though they were the underdog, according to Vegas, I think they knew that Syracuse had no business being on the field with them. And they played like it. They played like it. They played like it in the trenches. They played like it on the outside. They played like it at the skill positions. I think the skill position players felt mm-hmm. like, yo, we – we can make plays on these guys. Yeah. And it started from you. You saw the way he was acting on the sideline, Vince. You saw it permeated. Yes. Yeah. You know, because Marcus Freeman had a different attitude this week. Yes. And, and, like, and I will say, I anticipated that from game one from him. Yeah. We, we didn't, we hadn't really gotten it, I think, right. until today. Well, Sean, it's, Vince, it's because I, I, it's what I said at the beginning. And, and Vince, I don't, Sean, I don't know if you're in the show yet, but I think you were. He, he was trying to be a coach's coach. Yeah. That's what he's trying yeah. to do. I'm going to let my guy – because that's what yeah. – here's the thing. It's, it's, like, it's like whether it's parenting or you always say, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do things the way – I'm going to treat my employees the way I wish people would have treated me when I was an employee. Right? Yeah. Everybody says that. Like when I'm the boss, sure. I'm yeah, going right. to 
And I think he did that and to a degree. It's like something, but then sometimes you realize like, okay, this I'm right about, but now I see why the head coach did this this way. Yeah. Right. Because he's the head coach. I mean, he's got to make, right. and I think we saw today that Marcus Freeman said, okay, fellas, you know, I, I, this is my team. I'm the one that's got to answer for this every Monday and every Saturday after the game. I'm the yeah. one who's got to get called into the AZ, AD's office if things don't go the way that we want to. I'm the one who's got to answer. I'm the one who getting articles written about me. And, and, and I'm the one who ultimately is whose neck is on the line. We're going to play this game the way I want this game to be played. Sure. Yeah. And I think they responded to it. I really do. And, and I, and I think too is, I think that's why the special teams have been so good this year because that's Brian Mason's energy nonstop. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And, and I think that we, we, we see how they've responded. Cause like, even when the offensive defense, you're like, what are they doing? The special teams are always good. We'll so what you're, right? what you're saying is yeah. what you're saying is Braden Lindsay wanted to play for Brian Mason and not for sure. Tommy Reese today. You just Wouldn't said shock that. me. That's what you yeah. said, right? Okay. I mean, you said, <laughs> okay, cool. Um, you know, but uh, you know, there he, was some things. Look, he coaches with fire, man. They dude, showed him yeah. like running but on they, the field, they screaming to and yelling. It, they it was played awesome. to it. The yeah, players absolutely. respond to that. Especially and I think college. that's something. And that's Sean. That's something. And it wasn't even that Coach Freeman wasn't being like a rah rah guy. He yeah. just had an he had a an intensity today. And I don't even like an emotional intensity. I just mean like that one where like you know you catch eye contact. You're like, uh oh, like <laughs> you know what I mean. Like there was a time where like you just I could see him lo like looking at the ref as the ref walked over and I was like this ref is not looking forward to this conversation he's about to have with Marcus <laughs> Freeman right now you know uh, there just was a there was an there was an intensity to him not not a not a like not a passion right you know what I mean yeah. like a you guys know what I'm saying like an intensity right like there was just yeah. a man I am locked in right now yeah and and you, his team played that way right and yeah. that's why because like what's the thing that's been frustrating in the past is. The same mistakes we saw today have been happening all year. I mean, that's the thing I want to point out. I want people to understand the mistakes on defense, giving up big plays. Like you gave up a third and eight conversion on a freaking mid zone because you were playing like it was third and eighteen. Like I still won't understand that. You're turning guys loose over the middle field. I mean, you know, your offside eliminates a pick. Your quarterback's missing guys. You're going false starts in third down when you're driving down the field. You're turning the ball over. The ball's right there, and you're not able to fall on it. Like all the stuff we've been complaining about all year, still there today, but they dominated. Why? Because this team played with that edge, Sean, and that's what I'm mm -hmm. talking about. Like they play with that physical, that edge. So that was able, plus the talent was able to kind of outshine yeah. some of that stuff, and they still dominated, even though you know, because like if this, if they would have played this way all year, I mean, they're six and one right now. Easy. Yeah, right, oh, like the past game performance isn't good enough to beat Ohio State. Like this is this isn't. I mean, agreed. Your starting quarterback went eight of nine out of the gate for 120 yards against Ohio State, and you still couldn't put them away. Right, right. You know, so um, I mean, it, it, it. But the other games, I mean, you've not. You're not only six and one, fellas. Actually, be seven and one now. You haven't played a close game since Ohio State. If you play this way, yeah. That's what was so fun today because again, they they. There was a moment in this game that I thought too that 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 I think is going to be potentially the thing that springs this could could potentially spring this this team forward. Sarah, I'm going to try to find it. Syracuse comes down and it they 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 score to make it uh, 24 to 17. Right? Let me pull up the play That's sheet when, here. Real when quick. Syracuse scored, Syracuse scores to make it 24 to 17 in the third quarter. Mm -hmm. And Notre Dame's defense is scuffling. 
you know, they they that I think that was the play they gave up the mid zone, uh, third and eight mid zone, which just I wanted to just scream like I yeah, and Golden could have heard me too from where I was sitting. Yeah, you know, I'm like, dude, you know what I mean? Like, how many third and longs are you gonna give up this year? You know and that thinking, really because yeah. Jason Adamiola took a took a he gambled. Yeah. He, he did, did. but he but did. you were also playing off. Or just Should've the point. The point play, is, man. it was yeah, the same stuff. It's the same stuff we've been seeing all year, right? You had a team on the ropes. It's twenty-one to seven. You should have put them away. You have to settle for a field goal. They get a field goal. You do nothing. You go three and out. Give them the ball back. Crowd's going crazy. You let them go down. Score a touchdown. Late third quarter, twenty-four seventeen. Syracuse is right back in that game. Right. And I think what we what we saw happen next, because if I'm a defensive player at Notre Dame, I'm frustrated with how this season has gone. Because it's kind of like, you know, we come out here and we're playing our butts off every game and you guys don't have our back, right? Then the offense kind of comes out and sputters and they go three and out. And I'm thinking, here we go. And then this happened. D- Howard Cross tips a pass that Maris intercepts. Offense comes right back, and this is what I love about this. This It, it was the run I was talking about. Run, run, run. It, this is what the play sheet says. Rush middle for four yards. Rush middle for five yards. Rush middle for four yards. Rush middle for two yards. Rush middle for two yards. Then they had to come back to, t- to, to uh, Colsey. You had the pass interference. And then rush middle for 11 yards touchdown. And then you got the defense kind of comes right back out on that next series and, and puts them away. Puts them away. And I think that was kind of like when the offense went down and scored, if you guys saw it, because the defense was there was like starting to be some like heads looking around, like what's going on. When the when they got that pick and Maris got that pick and the offense went down and scored, I feel like that kind that defense, when they came back out that next series, that defense had a little something different to them that next series. Because I felt like for the first time all year, the offense picked them up. Yeah. And I think that it, it's almost like that took like a a big weight off their shoulders, you know what I mean? And they just that's when they just that's when they buried Syracuse, and they yeah. just put the game away after that. Yeah, a couple yeah. garbage plays here, but they put the game after that. And I wonder if that can be that thing, that moment that we look back on at the end of the year and say that's the moment that this became a team, because one side of the ball has been carrying the other all year. Yeah, you know, and oh, defense! Like you know, you can't give up that field goal drive. Like really, we we held Sanford to sixteen points. You're gonna try to blame us for this? You had three possessions after we gave up that field goal, and you're blame us. But that's right. what's been going on for the defense. Yeah, right. And you come out today, and 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 you're playing great, but then you slip up a little bit. Your offense doing its normal thing of not scoring, not putting the game away, and then they respond with that type of drive. I felt like okay, all right, guys, this team's. This team's got a little bit of something. And then you know what happened on the very next series? Blocked punt. Yeah. So it was all three phases in three consecutive series. Yeah, right. All stepped up and did what they're capable of. And next thing you know, it's 38-17. It's ball game. It's game over. It's ball game. game And I said, okay, this. I, I, I wonder if this is the moment that this team becomes what we think they can be. That particular moment where it's not even about out talenting them anymore. It's like, okay. We can be really good. If I'm Marcus yeah. Freeman, I'm showing that sequel of a sequence of events and saying, this is what we're capable of when we play as a team. You know, and that's yeah. um that's think, that's what I like to see. I said, you know what? That's another moment that we can talk about. Vince, did you pick this up? 
on the quick change after the interception. Mm -hmm. Oh, Drew's interception or or, okay. I think it was after the interception. No, 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 no. You just went through it. Syracuse, Syracuse cut it to seven. They come back, they get the ball back. And before Notre Dame's defense runs on the field, you see Marcus Freeman walk up into the middle of the defense. Yep. Right like, in the huddle. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Like, let's get a stop. Yeah. He like pushed some guys what, out of the way to get right. into the huddle. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. care what just happened. Yep. Let's get a stop. And like you said, and, we went out. And what they do. What they yeah. do, Sean. We got a stop. Howard Cross gets his hands up, tips a yeah. ball. Something we said. We were talking this week. Like, or was it last week? When, when are they going to bat and pass down? Like, get your hands up. They come right. out this game. Howard gets his hands up and tips it and intercepts it. I, yeah. I think that's a good time to transition to the defense too, fellas, because we've been talking a lot about the offense. You know, Vince, you had said earlier that you really like the defensive game plan. I'd like for you to expand on that because I, I did as well. I actually – there was a couple things first I didn't half. like. I, I thought first half – well, yeah, because they just – they didn't – it wasn't a game plan in the second half. It no, was – it was. You hey, know, it was this whole – yeah, Exactly. That's a whole other conversation. I didn't like – they were in man and they went in motion on third down and they let that guy kind of out leverage Ramon. They got kind of caught. There's miscommunication there. I didn't like yeah. that. I don't like that kind of check. But other than that, I mean, first half defense was lights out. I mean, they held Syracuse to yes. under 100 yards in the well, first half. Fellas. And, and I think, you know, what I liked about it is they, they took the game to Syracuse. They didn't allow Syracuse to settle into this game and, and try to pick apart the defense or, you know, whatever. And then the defense is adjusting to what Syracuse is doing. Al Golden took the game to the Syracuse offense, which is what I really like because everybody was talking about, uh, you know, the Syracuse quarterback and how Schrader was going to be able to run and throw and do all of these things against Notre Dame. He had 35 yards in the first half, 35 is five of 14 because Notre Dame just brought it into his kitchen and I loved every second of it. And what you don't see on the TV copy, and I'm going to assume that this is accurate because I wasn't there, so I'll get Brian's take on this uh, when when he wants to. But, yes, Notre Dame was bringing pressure. They were making Schrader make decisions that he didn't want to make, but there was nowhere for him to put the ball either. So the secondary had to have been covering guys down the field during Except the Except for first that first half. series. That first series they had Fair a couple enough. mistakes. But, yes, Vince, there was not – there was, and even some of the balls they completed were like, that was just a great ball. I yes. mean, like there was a, a pass they completed. Not, it, there, Tariq Bracey blew a coverage that allowed Gadsden early in the third quarter to, to rip off a big play. Sure. But the other time he completed a pass on him, it was like Tariq was in great position, and he had a 6'5 guy on him, and, and uh, the Del Rio kid just – put it at about nine feet and let Gadsden go get it. I mean, there was just nothing you could do about it. Well, they tried to go back to that route later with this time. It was Benjamin Morrison on that kid. And Benjamin is longer than Tariq. And then Brandon Joseph closed on the quicker and there just was nowhere to go with football. Right. Yeah. Like they went after Benjamin Morrison early. You know, he gave up Mm -hmm. that post for a touchdown. And then I didn't didn't like the way he was giving up inside leverage. Right. I I, I don't, they do that all the time. I don't understand it. You're playing cover zero. I don't, I don't get that, but you could tell that's what he was doing. I, I, especially gets a six, five guy. I'm not giving that. They went back in again. You had the defensive holding. And then after that, they kept going at him and it was like, you know, y'all might want to start doing, stop doing this. Like yeah. the interception that got called back the offsides. I mean, that was that was a, that was textbook high low coverage. Yes, it was. I mean, yes, because the was. guy couldn't go up for the ball because Benjamin was so in his ribs that when he went up, Benjamin just rode him. Right. So he couldn't stop and go for the ball. And Brandon, Brandon, Brandon this was by by ball. far Brandon Joseph's best football game. 
Yes. Oh, by yes. far. I mean, he in set every the tone. Aspect. He set the tone. They baited Garrett Schrader into that pick early. Yep. So I don't know if you guys saw that. So oh, they yeah. started off. It looked like too high, but I knew it wasn't going to be too high. You could because you I've seen Notre Dame play, and I was also behind. You know, it's a little different when the quarterback's view is different. I was behind it. You know, they were in front of me, and so you could see the backside safety starting to roll. They had the number. They had the nickel over top of number two and against a three by one. And at the snap of the ball, Brandon just flies down. And he read that quarterback. I mean, just like – and the guy just locked in on – because he saw number three being uncovered, and he saw J.D. Bertrand tucked way inside. He's thinking, this slant's going to be open. Well, what's been giving Notre Dame a lot of problems? Slants. Slants. And Notre Dame played that perfectly. They had Brandon come from inside to that route. Yes. And he, he jumped it perfectly. So it was a great call, Vince, to your point. They baited Syracuse into that. They weren't going to give up the perimeter quick throw. They were trying to force the ball back inside, and they had Brandon coming from inside out in that throw. Great call. And read it perfectly. The, 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 ple- the pressures that they brought were like four- and five-man pressures. And there was two plays in the second half where Notre Dame brought a linebacker fire, and they had Isaiah Foskey running hip-to-hip with Sean Tucker up the sideline on wheel routes twice in a row. They were looking to Sean Tucker. They tried to go to a wheel route, and I can't remember what happened, but Notre Dame did something to like blow the play up. And so Syracuse is like, dude, they put Isaiah Foskey on Sean Tucker. We're calling that again. They went right back to it the next play, and Foskey just ran with them the whole the whole time. How are you a team? How are you going to beat a team when their 6'5", 265-pound tight end can run on your, with your stud running back on a wheel route? <laughs> you can't win that game. No. You can't win that game. No. And, you know, it was just stuff like that, Vince. But overall, the coverage was really good. They had some – when they went away from the game plan, to your point, is when they gave up stuff late. Correct. When they went away from that aggressiveness, they weren't yep. bringing the they weren't bringing the fifth linebacker fire. And then when Syracuse got back in the game, they went back to their game plan and they shut them down. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So, Especially uh, when there's a backup quarterback in the game, man. Just go get that kid. You know, and I and I realize he comes from pedigree and he's a transfer from Florida and all. But he's a backup for the reason for a reason, right? Well, go get him. Uh, Go get him. I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with you on that. I mean, he he's a four star top 200 kid who's backing up another four star top 200 kid who's okay. three years older, right? I mean, I mean, I just I what, get what you're what, saying. He's not the what, star. But what I'm a, saying is that's a talented he, kid, but he's still the backup, and they should have attacked. Right. Him. I just don't they, want it to seem like they he's owned the, backup the for starter. They yes. own the starter. Yes. Own the you backup. let that other kid get comfortable. Right. That's what I'm saying. So yes, there you agree go. with you that complete. That yeah. I agree with. I just didn't yeah. like the. Oh, this kid's a pretty. I mean, put it like this. You put that kid on Notre Dame's and I, and I get that completely. I, what I'm saying is you own yeah. the starter. Go yes. own the backup. That, yes. That's what I'm getting 100%. Yeah. Especially because he doesn't have the experience that Garrett Schrader has. Right. Exactly. You know, you should have been more aggressive. And that's that killer instinct that this team still doesn't quite have. But that's what that's what I'm – that sequence of events, that's what I'm hoping becomes that moment for them. Yeah. Of that put away moment, but put away moments got to come from coaching. You got conservative on offense in the second half, you got conservative on defense in the second half, and you're only up 24 to seven. That's way too early to have that, you know, because we've said Syracuse is not a good comeback team. And you let them come back because you went away from the stuff that was shut them down. They did a great, Sean. We talked about how they went away from outside zone 
with Sean Tucker, they went back to that today. And the defensive ends just shut it down. Riley Mills was dominant setting the edge. Nana was really good setting the edge. Yeah, he was. Uh, Justin Adamiel was a little failed. inconsistent. Gabriel Rubio was a monster today. He was as this was good. He's played. And Chris Smith just flat whooped. Here's the thing that got me, fellas. They used their athleticism to handle Syracuse, but there was also snaps where Notre Dame's undersized D lineman just came off the line and just physically whipped Syracuse massive lineman. Mm-hmm. And you're like, these cats came to play today, right? I mean, Chris Smith was a dude today. Gabriel Rubio looked like the top 100 recruit yes, we thought he was going to be. Riley Mills was getting penetrations nonstop and getting held. I mean, they just flat out whipped Syracuse up front. I mean, they're yeah. just, they I, some of the outside zones may not have looked like outside zones because he was taking two steps of the ball and planning and trying to go vertical because they had set the edge so aggressively that he had to cut inside, like in the B-gap on an outside zone and not the typical B-gap cut on an outside zone. They just blew it up. I mean, they blew it up. Sean Tucker had nowhere to go. And the only long run he had was just a a blown assignment. Jace Justin Adamiola just, you know, just didn't didn't contain on that inside zone. Yeah, and they cut it backside. Exactly. I mean, so when you look at his stat sheet, Sean, you know, Sean Tucker, who is a dude, folks, like we, we talked about him during the week. That is That kid is a really, really good football player. No doubt. He rushed for 60 yards on 15 carries, and 21 of them came on one touch. Right. I mean, they kept him in check. Because what we say was the, one of the keys to the game. Don't let Sean Tucker beat you. And they didn't. Mm-hmm. They said, somebody else is going to have to beat us, and Syracuse isn't good enough for somebody else to beat him. Right. But I'll tell you this, too, guys. Last week was the best game the linebackers had played all year. This game was better. They JD Bertrand was unblockable Dude, today. You you can't run screens against JD Bertrand. What? Yes. Middle why screens, you, especially. Yeah. Right. Why do you even try? Like, right. He's but he was beating time. guys to the point of attacking the run game, yeah. game nonstop. They had a hard time blocking him. Marist was aggressive and much more active. But they what did they do with Marist? They were triggering him a lot today. They weren't asking the slow flow and read about Jack Kaiser. That was a game, a, a, a sort of a, a momentum-changing play, too. They had just gotten a nine-yard run, a nine-yard ca- catch-and-run. was second and one. They ran, tried to do an end-around, and Jack Kaiser sniffed it out perfectly yes, for like a nine-yard loss, six-yard loss. I thought that was a terrible play call, though. Oh, yeah. I looked at Ryan and said, why call that, that there? On second and one? Yeah, oh, back, second and one backed up. Like, you're yeah. in your own territory. It made Bad no sense call. made no sense. But Notre Dame sniffed it out perfectly. Yeah. I thought this. I thought Prince Colley played well. I thought this was the. This was a. If if the if the linebackers play like this the rest of the way, fellas, they're going to be all right. They're going to be yes. okay. They're going to be all right. Agree. Second Absolutely game in a row, agree. we've seen the. I mean, because we asked, yeah. is the light going to go on for these kids at some point in time? You saw it last week. It was like, yeah, it's UNLV. They were better today. I mean, right. they were all. You saw the speed that we've been talking about. You saw that today. Because yeah. they were comf- they were confident. They were com- it looked like they had scaled back. Did, did you guys pick up on this? It looked like they weren't doing as much checking and stuff today on defense. Agreed. Yeah. They were just kind of lining up and letting them go. And they were going. I mean, they were triggered yeah. at times, obviously. Yeah. And that was part of the reason that they were getting pressure on the quarterback. And they were bringing more than Syracuse could handle, you know, things of that nature. But it felt like it was less on their plate. And so they were just able to go out yeah. and play. They just and could that run. Was refreshing. It was refreshing. Yeah. They could just run. Yeah. Yeah. They could just run. Yeah. And so that was um, you know, that was something that I enjoyed to see. That was definitely something I enjoyed to see. Um I'm trying to think so there uh, Brandon Joseph played like we hoped he would play. Yeah. I mean that was that was good to see. 
Uh, Cam well, Hart. Do you, he was, do you think he was injured before they actually took him out? Because, you know, Marcus Freeman did talk about it in pregame on, on ABC saying, mm-hmm. look, he, he wasn't right. And last week was the week that we really noticed it. So I hope so. I hope so. I hope they were just trying to gut him through because they had games they had to win. You yeah. know, I hope so because he was – I mean, we had the, he had the two picks, right? But then even there was another play where – I'm watching it, so I'm like kind of looking at the hole. They're mm-hmm. running counter to me. He filled it, yeah. And I saw I'm like, uh oh, it's like first yeah. time I'll get and all of a sudden that 16 comes in. And not only that, but he hits Sean Tucker it and stops. stones him, lifts yeah. him up and puts him down. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. You got no chance today. And that's yeah. the Brandon Joseph that we saw in fall yes. camp and in the yeah. spring yes. that we haven't yeah. really seen a whole lot of, I think, in the regular season right now. Yeah. And yeah. and if he was injured, then that makes sense. And if he's healthy now, that makes sense with the way he played today. Yeah. So yeah. I think the second pick that was called off by I do I didn't see anybody offsides. I'm sorry. I looked at I'm like, who was offsides? The, the, the TV copy was terrible. Like they didn't even tell us it was offsides. Like I, right. I don't even I didn't even know that that's what the penalty was until you know people in the chat started saying something about Greg it. Greg McElroy is not good. Whew, I not just want to point out that interception was from a single high. He was playing center yes. field. Yep. Yeah, and he read the quarterback. I mean, the quarterback stared him down. Yeah, and he read the quarterback's eyes, no doubt about it. But that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. And the coverage, to Brian's point earlier, the coverage by Ben Morrison was so good it allowed Brandon to play the ball and just go up and get it, as opposed to playing the man. So that was that was nice. That was perfect. That's how you. That's that's teach film right there, right? I mean, that's what you put on teaching film when you're going to clinics. That's clinic film, you know, on how to bracket. Yeah. I want to respond to something, too, because this is to a point Vince made. Jim Linton said, if Del Rio Wilson would have started for Syracuse, it could have been trouble. Uh, don't don't agree with that, because no. this is the point we were making. You look at his first series in the game, three and out. Second series, they have to kick a 54-yard field goal, and that play only worked because they had a blown coverage that went for 30 yards, right? It wasn't until Notre Dame got out of their game plan that that kid started making plays they went away from they started Mm -hmm. sinking their linebackers getting depth they were not going to give up the big play and that just started he started scrambling and to me it was a touchdown too early to do that you know it was like 24 7 you don't do that 31 7 okay cool do that make them make them work yeah Yeah. but no and then you also saw after they started coming back Notre Dame went back to that aggressiveness and every time Notre Dame went back to being aggressive they should they shut Syracuse down yes and were there were there wide receiver drops by Syracuse yeah yeah, there were. Well, no so, and some of those drops were – I don't know if you guys could see it, but some of those drops were drops because they had a guy coming this way and he had to throw it behind him. Oh, okay. Because if he would have let him, he, he, he got drilled or picked off. Gotcha. So they weren't you on know, target. So, gotcha. Yeah, because you know how – you know I don't know. I didn't watch the TV game. We couldn't see the TV copy, but I know Syracuse has a weird angles for games, for stuff. Yeah. It's just weird. Yep. Yeah, there was, I mean, great. there was a couple drops. Notre Dame had missed opportunities, too. I mean, so those things balance each other out. Gotcha. But some of those drops were good defense, number one. And, you know, like the the drop the on the deep ball, I, I don't I don't know if he puts that any closer, if he can complete that ball. I think yeah, he right. had to put it out on top to have a shot to get it over top of Cam Hart. And that guy, you know, guy couldn't catch it in that regard. So I thought defensively, they just still got to clean up some of that stuff, right? But I thought they dominated up front. I thought the coverage for the most part was good. They had about four or five just MAs, in my opinion. But overall, I mean, the coverage was good. Cam almost had a pick today. They they avoided him the whole game. They went after Tariq and Benjamin Morrison. Oh, I thought he was going to come down with that pick, yeah, though. I mean, too. he broke on that ball yeah. perfectly. He read it perfectly, yeah. broke on it. Man. 
it's a good performance. And then, of course, at the end, I mean, geez, the special teams, goodness gracious. I mean. Well, and look, that's the special teams. We talked about it in the pregame show today. Somebody said the special teams are going to make a play so that Notre Dame wins. And I said, while I believe the special teams can do that, I hope the game isn't in a situation where that's what they need to win. Right. But the special teams, if Notre Dame is in the game next week, the special teams made some plays. That's what I'll say. And, and it's nice to have, to be able to rely on the special teams making plays, man, because that's, it's a lost art. I'm sorry. Special teams is a lost art right now. And Notre Dame is dominating special teams. And it is so great to see. So great to see outside of groupies miss, obviously uh, the field goal miss. I mean, that was a bad miss. There's no way to sugarcoat that. That was a bad miss. But other than that, I thought Sot was pinning them deep all game long. Obviously they got the block punt. Uh, Special teams were unbelievable again. Hey, I'm just going to say this right now. If you're being negative about next week or whatever else in this chat, now is not the time. I'm just going to put you on timeout. Just enjoy the win. If you right. can't enjoy the win, just go do something else today. We'll talk okay? about We can that be all critical week. of certain things, but this was a good win. Like, it's funny. People didn't say anything about Syracuse all week. Now it's almost Syracuse suck. No, Syracuse is a good football team. Notre Dame <laughs> right. dominated them. This is, this is who Notre Dame was supposed to be at, at every position except for one today. You know, I mean, that's that's the thing is this is who you're supposed to be. Sean, what did I tell you on the drive last night? Yeah, They're either going to lose or win convincingly. You remember when I said that to you last night? Yeah. I yeah. said, because if they play well enough to let Syracuse be in the game, then they're just going to lose. They're going to find a way to lose. I said, but if Notre Dame plays their game, I don't I don't think this is going to be an overly competitive game. Yeah. You know, and, and that's exactly what it was, because you just kind of felt like if this team comes to play today, and plays their potential, Syracuse isn't good enough to beat them. They're just not. Agreed. I absolutely agree with They're that. They're just and not. But you still had to earn it. Dino Babers kind of – the way he talked up Notre Dame during the week, I'm like – Sean, you you said that – you talked about that last <laughs> night or yesterday. You were talking to me, and you were like, man, Dino I'm thinks like, this yeah. team is going to – and he was right. He was right. I'm like, if that team shows up and he talked about all week, they're not going to be within two touchdowns of Notre Dame. Yeah. And there we are. Yep. Yep. And they weren't. They really right. weren't. Oh. It should have been even more. But. Yeah, they left so many points in the field. It's frustrating, and that's mm-hmm. got to stop. I mean, at some point, you can't do that against Clemson. I don't think you, you you can't do that that much against USC. But for today, it was definitely good enough to get a convincing yeah. win. Yeah. But I, I'm gonna tell you guys, I, we've talked about the game now, right? We'll, we'll have a little bit more. But I gotta say, man, Jack Swarbrick needs to have a serious conversation with with Jim Phillips about the officiating in that conference. Ooh, baby, it is god awful. This bad. Like the how, like you guys saw the t- I saw that the touchdown that was not a touchdown his he was no, clearly his out, was of out of bounds yeah like I don't understand how you get that wrong and they got it wrong quickly like they didn't, <laughs> they didn't review it very long no like the face mask Vince was so pissed off about oh. that Vince was fired up in the group chat that that we had because that was early obviously and it was like yeah. you know the game was still in doubt you know that right. kind of a thing it was like dude that was not a right. fa- like in the in the, the penalty for Foskey on the personal foul on the touchdown plus that right. all of a sudden Syracuse is like starting to get to drive off a of midfield that's 30 yards that's 30 right. yards right there right so but Terrible. it's it's just bad i mean like I, yeah. I don't know how i mean i get that they don't want to call holding all the time but i mean there's times where like there was a play where nanas literally trying to chase the ball and he's getting pulled this way yes and it's just like i mean like I think you say you can go holding every play. That's nonsense because holding happens, but holding should be called when you impede someone from being having a chance to go Correct. make a play on the football. Correct. Right. And and so it's it's when 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 Riley Mills is getting his shoulder turned as he's running past, you know, the guys behind him and his shoulder gets yanked back. Guess what? That's a clear holding penalty. Yeah. yeah. 
you know, and uh, it just it, that stuff's really annoying and frustrating because yes. it impacts the game. Yeah. And the reality is, is that this Notre Dame team got affected by that today. But here's the difference. And here's why I'm willing to talk about that more today than I did against Stanford, because Notre Dame did not allow that to affect them like they did against Stanford, because don't let it be close. Take it out of their hands. Yeah. And they did that today. You know, um, you so you see the Notre Dame players looking over to the ref like you're not going to call holding, and then he nope, and they just go right back to the huddle and dominate <laughs> in the next play. Because right. now, you know, and, and I will also say because now they know that Marcus Freeman's going to fight for them. Yeah, and I don't know that that was the case before. Maybe not as much. You know, I, I'm not. I'm not saying that they weren't playing because he wasn't fighting for him. But what I am saying yeah. is he was clearly fighting for him right. today, and that makes it a lot easier to just turn your head and go back to the huddle because yeah. you know the coach has your back on yeah. something that you're passionate about, if that makes yeah. sense, right? Yeah. He's always been a player's coach. They, yeah. they love him. I, I know this. But in the moment, in the game, he was clearly fighting for his players with the referees today. And, well, that and means it tells something. me he's also comfortable in the other parts of the game day operation. Right. He's now getting more comfortable in some of those other areas. Right. So now he's more comfortable to, to just kind of let it rip. There's, you know, sure. I think that's part of it too. But honestly, if you're Jack Swarbrick, I'm serious about this. I, I, because it happens week after week after yes. week. Yes. It's you're even getting screwed over by officiating when you're not even playing an ACC team at home. Right. It's been worse yeah. this year than any other it's year brutal. I can remember. Yeah. It's brutal. Yeah. And I mean, bad replay calls. Like, I still don't understand how they overturned the fumble against Stanford. Yeah. And and this one was, I mean, you say, well, if it's, you know, it's got to be clear evidence. There was clear evidence to me from what I could see on the stadium scoreboard that he was out of bounds. I mean, Correct. even the Syracuse fans thought he was out of bounds. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, it, it, it just, because you're you're gonna somebody's gonna get hurt, you know. Someone's gonna get yanked so bad on a hole that they're gonna get their knee buckling underneath them, or it's yeah. gonna cost you a football game yeah. in a way that you know against a good foot. Because look, you can get away with it against Syracuse. That can be the difference in winning and losing against Clemson. Absolutely, it can It'd be when you have two relatively close competitive teams. He's gonna have to say, look, yes, we're an ACC partner, but if this doesn't get fixed, right, we're just gonna start not, you know, because look, if you're ACC, Notre Dame's your savior for football. Absolutely. You don't, you, you, you know, they, they may not want to think that, but you start pissing Notre Dame off enough. Like, you know what? <laughs> hey, you know, I, I handed Michigan a notice, letting them know we're not playing you anymore. You know, don't think I won't do something with y'all. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Right. Don't think Jack Swarbrick won't start going behind the scenes, trying to get ACC teams out of the ACC into the SEC in order to get that contract null and void. So he can go do something else. Mm -hmm. Right. Like you may want to be careful with that because it's just, it's really bad. And and, it, and I'll say, they didn't screw Notre Dame over because there was a couple missed calls on the other side too. They're just bad. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I do think sometimes it, it hurts Notre Dame. Like, they're worse in Notre Dame's favor. Yeah. But it's just bad officiating. And I don't know what it is, but it's got to change. Like, Notre Dame's got to start being able to pick their crews. That's got to yes. be part of the deal. We're yeah. going to pick our crews. Because, like I said, this, the guys that did the Stanford game, Notre Dame didn't lose to Stanford because of the officiating. Notre Dame lost to Stanford because of Notre Dame. Right. Correct. But but that was a terrible. Yeah. I would say that crew is never doing another game for me ever, mm -hmm. ever. And I'm serious. Yep. So, um, you know, like I said, I'm I'm not blaming the officials for why they lost to Stanford. They didn't but lose. We can, to the but, but we can still right. talk about still how bad they it are. out. <laughs> but today, man, it was it was it was bad. And again, yeah. it's not. Oh, game would have been a bigger blowout if the refs. Yeah, just true because they gave him a touchdown at the end. It shouldn't have been a touchdown. Correct. But 
you know, it, uh, and they kept a drive alive or whatever with the phantom face mask and all. And that was a right. scoring drive for Syracuse too. Yeah. So, I mean, right. and all this game, and that's the thing about this fellas to start, you start getting a little excited about maybe this is the to- corner because you're, you're, you're playing a good football team today. And yeah. for the second week in a row, you look and say, they could have soared close to 60 if they would have done this, mm-hmm. this, this, or this, you know? And, and, and again, the game plan that you guys are praising, I think is being praised more just because of, compared to how bad the other ones have been, not so much good relative to what other good yeah. teams are doing. You know what I mean? But that's where we're at, you know? And yeah. But it says a lot about your team when you can say, we just knew that this team this team had zero answers, and we just kept doing this over and over yeah. over again, and they couldn't stop it. And that's okay. And it's <laughs> – it was, I would say it's okay, but it's a good feeling to have, well, is what it, I would say. It's okay to, to keep walk, going to back that. to things that are working and not sure. trying to outthink yourself. That That's what I'll say. There's There's got to be happy medium, and I think you're Agreed. saying that. Yes. But, but it's just – it's nice to watch a team – my point is it's nice to watch a team that it, against most teams it still doesn't matter, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because, because what's been – what was the complaint we had about Brian Kelly? They just would go out talent people. Right. Right, they just had better players. Well, they were losing games this year in games where they clearly had better players. Correct. So then you hear the lazy, oh, they just don't have the athletes, and then it's like, no, today's an example of, yep, this is who they're supposed to be. North Carolina game, yep, that's who they're supposed to be. Now, here's the question: Was this a team taking? And this is the question. This is a rhetorical question that we really won't even find out next week. We're going to find out in two weeks in Baltimore. Is this this team playing to the level their competition again? Or is this team taking the corner? That's what's going to be really interesting to find out over the next couple of weeks. We don't know the answer to that today. I will say this. Based on how we saw the head coach conducting himself, based on how we saw them responding to him, sure. based on some of the things we saw and how this team went about its business, I think this is a, tur- a corner-turning moment, not just playing up to Syracuse. And somebody said, this team doesn't play to levels competition. Like Syracuse is not beating anybody and BYU's lost every game since I'm like, but you don't understand. It's about the perception of what the team views that opponent to be. Not about what they actually are, what they did later. It's they're emotionally ready to play a team that people perceive to be really good. Yeah. Carolina was perceived to be really good and they are pretty good. BYU is perceived to be really good. They were ranked 16th in the country. And so they emotionally were ready to play. This was different, though, I think, guys. And I don't know if you agree with this, but this felt different than Carolina and BYU. This felt, I don't know, like maybe it's just me. Maybe it's because I'm so close to the field. This just felt like this team had a little bit more of a just a different attitude and how they went about it. It just wasn't that they were better. It's that they were better and they knew they were better and they played like they were better. Yeah. And again, I'll say this. If they had the North Carolina game plan today where the backs are getting the ball in the backfield, still don't see that. Right, I, I think they'd have hung a sixty spot on. On and we today. need to see more of that. I mean, yeah. it, Sean and I talked about that in the pregame show. We need to see the backs get more involved. We need to see more two back offense. I mean, there there is still a lot of room for this offense to grow, and from a game plan standpoint and from an execution standpoint, right? Mm-hmm. But it felt like they turned the corner a little bit today. Like I could see this game plan being effective next week if certain things are. Certain certain things nah. are executed. Nah, at Clemson D line, you're not just going to run duo all day, and they know no, it's no, no, coming. No, I you're get gonna, that, but you, you know, need to complete just, passes on the right, outside to loosen right, up the exactly, defense. Exactly, exactly. That's what we didn't really see today, because again, Vince, for much of the game, there wasn't a receiver without three with a, you know wider than three yards outside the tight ends. 
I mean, the entire second half on first and second down, they basically lined up in a bunch. Like, just yeah, they did. Eleven just everybody dudes into the box. There. You can't do that against Clemson. Right. right Agree with right. that. That's that's my thing. Yeah, that's my thing. Yep. Yep. But overall, again, but you didn't play Clemson today. You're playing Syracuse right. today. Right. Right. So you got time to figure that out. But man, I and you know, last week, guys, I didn't enjoy that win. I didn't. It was a 44-21, and I didn't enjoy it. I, I didn't. I Last didn't, week, I didn't, no. I didn't really enjoy the BYU win because I just do know North Carolina game I enjoyed. This game I really enjoyed just because you felt like this is what we thought they were going to be. And I think that's the final – the kind of the final takeaway for me, fellas, is just when I look at it is is that's really what I what I saw. Any Any final thoughts before we get to the Super Chats, fellas? That you want to kind of have for 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 the game, I, I will say I enjoyed this game for a couple of different reasons. Number one, I actually enjoyed the noon kickoff. Went right from pregame show to game to we're doing the postgame show, and I think there's still daylight outside. So like, I enjoyed the the kickoff time. I was enjoying yelling at the TV because I felt like Tommy Reese was listening to me. So that was good. I mean, there there were times where I really enjoyed this game. There were times where I was kind of white knuckling it at times mm-hmm. where I was like, Oh God, they're going to throw this away. Like this is, this yeah. is going to end. Poorly. Oh, yeah. But then they, as you so eloquently went through the three possessions where mm-hmm. it was just like, boom, 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 defense, offense, special. All of a sudden Bam. I was like, this game's boring. It's over. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that. And yeah. that's why you should feel in 10 out of the 12 games that Notre Dame plays every year. Like the game should be over at that point. Let's start right the post-game show. Like, that's where we should yeah. be with this team. And this is the first time I felt that this year. Yeah. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.